It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. Okay, guys. Let's play a little hockey. everybody to the final episode of obey the puck this year what an interesting year i'm sure nobody else thought of something clever to say about what a year this was and our lord phil collins is 2020 but uh we've made it so far here we are the uh the year end episode we actually have some new news to talk about other than that, if we did we were going to take off again this week but since we have things to talk about we are here with me, as always, is Kelly and Paul. Uh, we'll talk about social media at the end of the episode. Please hang on there for the link to where to listen to this later if you've missed it. But thank you for coming to my Twitch, to the live show. I just realized also in the camera shot is our Dachshund cam- uh, calendar. And uh, behind me here is Gritty, all ready for Christmas. Right there. So um, before I forget this one, you actually had Paul. I'll go to you first. You had some breaking news. Right before the show started, uh, unfortunate news. This kind of messed up considering what you know about who and why, but uh, go ahead, Paul. Oh, no, I lost it. Um, but there was breaking news that... Let's <laughs> just talk about the story, not your brain, Paul. My, my brain is breaking? Yes. Yeah. It's been a long day. Um, well, that's what happens when you get a COVID test. They stick, stab your brain with a... Oh, test. that's right. Um, yes, but anyway... Um, I was going to say Wayne Gret- Walter Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's dad, his house was robbed, burglarized, and over a half a million dollars worth of memorabilia was stolen. Insane. If anybody knows anything about Walter Gretzky, he had a stroke. Is it 10, 20 years now? It's been a while. Yeah, it's, it was before the movie we were talking about. Yeah, it's been a long time. So to take advantage of that, kind of, you kind of suck to do that. But this is not is this the first this is not the first time that's ever happened. No, the story does sound familiar. Yeah, as if uh, people have tried to break uh, you know steal him before. Well, happy holidays, and I hope you get run over by a car if you stole his stuff. Thank you. That that was my 
that was my comment on stealing from Walter Gretzky. You kind of suck. But here's the thing. You can't sell it, right? No. <laughs> you can't sell it because you're going to get busted. Yeah, what do you do with it? So Kelly bought me a Christmas present today. <laughs> this is hockey related. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but we like to talk about New Jersey's and stuff uh, on this show. And uh, the Phantoms have a New Jersey, <laughs> believe it or not. They have a new home jersey. And I liked it enough to where I said, believe it or not, Paul, Instead of the reverse retro and giving the NHL that money, I'm going to give it to the AHL. And it literally uh, couldn't have been an hour after they announced their whiteout, winter whiteout jersey, which is their new home jersey. It was ordered. <laughs> I want this for Christmas. Okay, I get it. Yeah! <laughs> that just came out today, didn't it? That's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> About an hour. Have you seen it? Yeah, because you posted, I got one, or something like that. Oh, I did, yeah, I made the podcast, I said, ordered. <laughs> <laughs> I tagged him in it, and I was like, I would like this, please. I, listen, I, when they moved to, Kelly and I were talking about it today. It, it, now that I've bought this, though, what, they are going to bring the purple jersey back, you watch. Uh, but we were talking about it today, it has to be like an identity thing, or an, or a, like a conscious decision to stay away from the purple. Uh, because there's no way anybody in the Phantoms looks down at the team below them, the Royals, and goes, nah, purple looks like crap. Don't want it. Um, it just boggles the mind. However, in defense of the Phantoms, because, of course, I'll defend them. Can't, can't imagine why. Um, when they moved to Lehigh Valley, I didn't like the striping on that road jersey. That weird curve on the bottom, I just thought it was, what you, uh, wow. That black and orange third they came out with was the best, but I, I'll say about that, like I said about every single Phantom jersey since they left Philly, it's missing purple. Uh, and while this doesn't have purple, the striping and the, the string was enough to where I was like, I must have this. So, And I liked it better than the reverse retro, so what else do you need, you know? Tim and I were talking the other day about how purple is a very underutilized color in uniforms. There's not many teams that use purple. I think more should. Let's 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 connect it back to the Phantoms. Uh, Kelly, what's your favorite color? Purple. Okay. Just 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 to be clear to everybody listening. Uh, who again with the Phantoms? Who looks at the? Minor league team right below you, the level below you go, I don't like the way that looks. Who looks at your old home jersey, which I have, thankfully. I have actually all three uh, original road home and visiting and third jersey, the black, the purple, and the white. Um, who looks at that and goes, nah. Who looks over at the LA Kings reverse retro or the original LA Kings jersey and goes, nah, black and white looks better. There's nothing wrong with the black and white Kings jerseys, but Wayne Gretzky. He's retired. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not a factor anymore. Um, that was it. Was his fault? Well, I know it was his fault, but my point stands. He's not a factor anymore. 
he's gone. He didn't even win a cup there. That's it. Right? Over. Uh, what other uh, – you guys uh, – Kelly, you first. What other teams – what other hockey teams have used purple that much? Like uh, More than just like a small accent. Didn't the, the brass did, didn't they? Yeah, some of the I-10 teams did. Uh, but the brass usually used bullet. It was purple was an accent. Okay, it was got the, the Mardi, Mardi Gras color. So. Got you. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's it's usually the – it's just a highlight. I'm trying to think of other – the Royals. Uh, yeah, I meant – yeah, sure. Off and on. Uh, that's – that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, Paul, are you missing any teams? I, I just did, this was weird. I just did a search. Hockey teams, purple uniforms. You know what the first one that popped up was? Orlando? Chicago Blackhawks. Oh. No, they didn't. But in an all-star game, they used oh. – they wore purple. Um, the Mighty Ducks wore purple for a little bit. Oh, God, yeah. The, yeah, the, the Mighty Ducks. Eggplant. The IHL Solar yeah. Bears did – yeah, when we were talking about this, we were talking about football teams, and you know, you talk about the Vikings, and then we talk the Colorado, uh, Colorado Rockies wear purple now. Yeah, the Kings were the only hockey team I could think of off the top of my head. How about this co- reverse retro Coyotes jerseys purple? <laughs> Space Coyote. <laughs> Up yours, Space Coyote. <laughs> Real quick, before I comment further, this is what the uh, new Phantoms jersey looks like. And I just like this. Tri- it's simple, but I I liked it enough for I was like, I, you know what? That's pretty sharp. I'll take that. I like it. I, yeah. That's the word for it. Clean is a good word for it. Clean is a good word for it. Kelly, your live thoughts. You're, yeah. supposed, you're supposed to hate on it anyway. That's all right. <laughs> See? But no word mark. Yes. This is true. Well, I the Phantoms logo is just the best. I love that logo. It just works on so many levels. Um, but the man, that striping is funky. For the record, what's your favorite logo in hockey? Hockey. Um. Phantoms jersey. Phantoms. Well, I the logo. Yeah, I'd say the Phantoms probably my favorite logo. Oh, I was trying to think of other teams that had the uh, uh, purple in them. What was I going to say? Uh, the Niagara Purple Eagles in college were purple. <laughs> no, I. What was I? I was going to say something about. Oh yeah, the, you mentioned the Coyotes jersey again. Who looks at? As far as I'm concerned, we talked about it, and thank you all who for, went to YouTube and watched that episode. There was quite. That was the most popular Obey the Puck episode. That I when since we started uploading to YouTube, um, thank you. Yes, thank you. We're not we're not to Stadium Journey. New numbers. Haven Knights. New Haven Knights. They were black with purple, though. I think. Don't don't ruin my dreams, Paul. <laughs> I I like the Light Knights logo. I thought that was cool. That's a great logo. I know it's really good because you see it all the time in kids hockey. Yeah. <laughs> A, what a Connecticut team that did not call themselves the Whale or Whalers or something. Yeah, variation. exactly. <laughs> this looks like an LA Kings jersey from the late '90s, early 2000s. Is that on purpose? Oh, no, they had nothing to do with 
Oh, the Kings. They wished they did, but no, oh. it was so. That's the. That was uh, the Federal League. <laughs> United Hockey League. That's right. Before it was even the Federal League. United League. I will say this. Uh, that's it. There's enough purple in there where I will. I, I'm going to count that one. You're going to allow it. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did go to a New Haven Ice game once. What Boy, league was that? Is that? Hockey. I don't even remember what league that. <laughs> that was the United League, like Kelly was saying. Yeah, oh, United. Jesus Christ! Never mind. I went to. I've only gone. To, I went to two United Hockey League games, and I I might have been the only person who witnessed, and that's the only two games I witnessed, and it had the most stable team. And two teams that didn't even last <laughs> didn't even last that season. <laughs> so I went to Fort Wayne, and I saw the Comets play the Columbus Stars, who didn't last the entire season, and the uh, Kansas City Mavericks or something like that. They lasted the season but folded immediately. How many leagues were the Comets in? Jeez. The Comets have been in every league but the A. Yeah. Every like double A. <laughs> I think New Haven lasted two seasons, but I may be wrong. It might have only been one. No, it's two. Yeah, yeah. 2000, 2000, 2001, and then 2001, 2002. The only thing I remember was there was a guy on the team named Homer, and he was running around trying to just take everybody's head off. He was just running around the ring trying to start trouble. <laughs> and he went for this big hit and missed somebody, and I yelled out, oh! And uh, it was an empty ring, so it echoed, and everybody heard it. And you just, I got, that was like the best joke I ever told in my life. <laughs> Everybody was the whole place erupted, you know, as much as 300 people can erupt. Right, exactly. <laughs> it was more. It was more of a. Ha-ha. It's the it's the clip of the Monty Python used to use of the old women clapping. Yeah. The uh, that old Matt line from Mash. You tell the kind of jokes where you don't laugh. You just kind of say, "Ha, ha clever." <laughs> that is the kind of jokes I strive for. Uh, I got one on Friday during our stream. I was very proud of. I was very proud of that one. It looks like they're rushing. You know, you're fighting gun game and you're building around and someone says, oh, they're Russian. And I said, well, no, they're probably German. <laughs> one friend who'd probably never heard it before went, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's exactly the laugh that you're describing, Paul. <laughs> I, I claim victory on that one. We'll take our, our get, grins when we get them. Well, I was editing, I was taking the, you know, I edit my own videos. Uh, and for those who are going to joke and say, yeah, we can tell bullshit. I am very good at what I do and I'm better than you. But I'm sitting there and I have the volume up. And, uh, not you, Paul. I meant people who listen to me. I, I just know Steven Spielberg was watching this. <laughs> no, I don't. I, 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 this is not his level. I meant on this level, um, which is bottom. <laughs> I have the audio maybe, up. Maybe one not. Maybe, maybe yeah. One but I have the audio up as I'm, you know, editing together the clips, and that comes up, and Kelly hears it, and I just look over, and she's just, she's not looking at me. She's just going, hmm. So that's how, that's how funny I am around here. Okay, to the nitty-gritty. Well, actually, Kelly, the ECHL, the, not the nitty-gritty behind me, but the, the ECHL actually started, which is cool because uh, – I can't remember, so you're going to have to tell me. There's quite a, te- quite a few teams that aren't even playing this year. Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I can't figure it out because they don't have it all in one place. Oh, why would really, they do that? Which is really annoying. <laughs> why would they make a friendly it? website, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's – oh, boy. There are uh, – well, it's and it's split, too. They've got 13 teams currently playing. 
out of um, 28? The entire, yeah, the entire Northern Division bowed out. Um, and then Atlanta bowed out, Cincinnati bowed out, and Norfolk. 11 out of the 26, according to this, bowed out completely. Yeah. So Fort Wayne Comets, uh, Toledo Walleye, uh, and the Railers, the Mariners, the Royals, the Growlers, the Thunder, the Beast, the Gladiators, and the Admirals. Okay. Yeah, they uh, they played the uh, the first two games of the season, so they've split. Um, the first the first part of the season is there's six weeks to it. Um, the first two weeks they're just playing on Friday and Saturday. I'm kind of surprised that so uh, first two. Two games were, or two game days were uh, Friday and Saturday last week. Um, so Utah and Rapid City played each other um, in Rapid City, and they just played each other back to back. But then everyone else who played traveled around, which is baffling to me, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Kansas City and Indiana played the first night. Greenville and South Carolina played first night. Wichita and Tulsa and Jacksonville and Florida played the first night. And then on Saturday, Orlando played Florida. Greenville played Jacksonville. Indiana played Wheeling. And Allen played Tulsa. So, brilliant planning. <laughs> Great. And you know awesome. who's still playing, I found out? Wacy Rabbit plays in Jacksonville. Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's got to be up there now. Yeah, I was just looking at some of the, the notes heading into the, the Saturday games there. And uh, was it Nathan Plesh, P-L-E-C-H or whatever? He's he's like third in all-time ECHL games now and sixth in assist or something like that. I'm like, I remember that guy. <laughs> so I have a question. All these teams that are affiliated there's probably not a problem like reading's not going anywhere because that's been a problem for a while i don't know if you've looked at attendance there but the team like the admirals uh kelly you're more familiar with the ups and downs of <laughs> virginia yeah. hockey in virginia and the area yeah. how bad of a situation is that not opting out doesn't I don't know. It, it it certainly doesn't bode well. That's a that's an interesting uh, market. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's worthy of a deep dive on deep dive on like the stadium journey. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was about to ask how many teams have played in how many franchises have played in the well, scope. Well, this, uh, well, it's not. Uh, I forget when the scope is built, but. So you have the Tidewater Wings in the '70s, who play at Hampton Coliseum, and then and then wind up at the Scope. I'll tell you um, in a second. But the Scope's been around that long. That the tide. I, yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember when the when I'll the Scope come, comes in. I know the Hampton Coliseum was around in the '70s. I'll but, tell you um, right now, as soon as it loads. So keep going. Um. Then, uh, then yeah, the Hampton Aces, the the Jersey Aces that relocated. Are you kidding? No. They went to. Yeah. Freaking Norfolk? Yeah. From Cherry uh, Hill to Norfolk? Yeah. How random is that? Uh, you have the ill-fated Tidewater Sharks, which was in the, the Southern Hockey League. 
I have an answer real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, it was open in 71. Oh, okay. So yeah, they, they probably split the games. I think they did that most of the time with teams that were Tidewater or Norfolk or whatever, isn't especially that, in the seventies for some reason. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that where uh, Dr. J made uh, the ABA famous? Mm -hmm. It was in Norfolk, right? For the Squires? Yeah. That's their claim to fame. <laughs> the ABA, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, see ya. <laughs> um, or the ABA was like, see ya in general. But yeah, go ahead. Anyway. This yeah, is no, there's just, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of kind of one and two year teams down there until the ECHL kind of forms out of the ashes of all those different leagues. Um, and actually, they're not in the first year of the ECHL. I think they're a second year team, something like that. Um, and Hampton Roads becomes kind of a, a powerhouse of the of the ECHL. Um, John Brophy's insane and <laughs> drags them to uh, three titles. And just the that town loved that team, much like um, Long Island and the Ducks when Brophy was a player in Long. Like that town just absolutely loved that team. They didn't care what level they were playing at and the old school ECHL days was not double a hockey. They claimed it was double a hockey. It, it wasn't, um, but it was fun. It was really fun, especially a John Brophy coach team. You were going to get your money's worth. Um, so that team just did really, really well. And because of that, um, you know, on the ice, but also uh, attendance wise. And because of that, they were uh, invited to join the AHL. Um, and initially, I think there was some pushback on that. Uh, fans didn't want didn't want the AHL. What? Um, they 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 liked they liked the the teams that they had. They yeah. they did they weren't they didn't want to be a farm team, where, um, you know, you're kind of much more at the mercy of the NHL, where the, uh, you know, the NHL team can say I you need to play these five guys and I don't care what the record is they need 20 minutes a night because they need to develop because I need them three weeks or whatever the case may be um so there was some pushback on that but um Norfolk did really well pretty much off the off the bat in the AHL um it also helped that everybody made the playoffs in those days in the AHL <laughs> um and the and the the and then um the, the fan base adapted and they were supported really well not as well as uh, you know, during the ECHL times, but um, they had good crowds there. Um, and then all the all the moving around started. The Ducks pulled out all all this kind of stuff, and they've gotten dropped back down to the ECHL, and the fan base is just not interested anymore. That that initial fan base. And uh, that's a sh that's a shame because yeah. that's that is. I mean, we you just heard Kelly tiptoe around the history of. Uh, hockey in Norfolk. Uh, that is a storied and legendary hockey story. Well, this, I mean, the, the last couple of years there in the AHL, they were the Blackhawks affiliate during the middle of that run. And then they were, um, they were a lightning affiliate when they, like they had some incredible players and team. I mean, you know, stars were playing there regularly. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, oh well, sorry, the Ducks are moving their team out to California and you're in the ECHL now. Kind of like what's happened to a bunch of the baseball teams. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, uh, I have uh, some questions and issues with all of this. <laughs> Hello? 
That's a shame. Because you figure AHL is pretty much secure, right? Are there any teams that are really in danger of taking the year off considering the circumstances and not getting cut out? I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Um, from my perspective, I don't think there'll be an AHL season. Oh, no. I, I think no. there'll be expanded rosters in the NHL and AHL will take another year off. Yeah, we'll see what happens when they come back. That I do think the most sense. I think I do think they will definitely have a season end of next year. I don't think they go two years without it. And hopefully, and we're not going to get into COVID chat, but hopefully, with what's rolled out has been rolled out, they can start playing. I'm not saying with fans. Well, I'm not saying with a lot of fans. I'm saying, you know, maybe they can start rolling that league back out because of. By the fall, I think, yeah, by the fall, I think we'll be on our way. Sure. Yeah. But we, we're like going to be. Said, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. Like you said, that's a year without, that's a year off. I, I'll say this. And that's, and, and not that my, however much money, I'm not going to disclose. It's not going to save the team. But when I compared the Phantoms and the Flyers jersey. And I said, the Phantoms need, like, I'll give the money to the Phantoms. You know what I mean? Like, I have no problem doing that at this point. NHL doesn't need it. And that jersey's not going anywhere. I'll get it next year. But this one I really wanted. And I thought, you know what? I'll support. I'll support the minor league right now. Why not? Couldn't hurt. Yeah. I, I, I cannot understand why the ECHL is playing. It makes no sense to me. Well, look where the teams are. Bunch of red states. But you can, I mean, I don't even know. I didn't even see. Uh, are they allowed to have people in no. for any of these? Or even if they are, it's got to be reduced capacity. Mm-mm, no. It's, and, uh, it, it's no fans. It, as far as I know, it's no fans. Cause, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and we say reduced capacity is like like people turn up like these are NHL teams. Like it was, yeah. some of these teams would be thrilled to get 2,000 people in the building. <laughs> some of these teams would get thrilled to get reduced capacity. <laughs> um, sorry, I don't mean that as a f you, but it's like, well, look, I, Reading. I don't, I can't fathom how popular hockey, Flyers hockey, is in that media area. And let's face it, as far as Reading and any hockey team in Pennsylvania, you're sandwiched between the Penguins and the Flyers, and how people aren't going to those games. And they were relatively successful in the last decade. So it it worries me. It worries me less for them because they're affiliated with the Flyers than, you know, with the Admirals. But still, it's go to the game. <laughs> if you don't like the NHL, what you're doing, you got Lehigh Valley, you got Redding. Go. Buy a jersey. It's purple. There you go. Back on track. Uh, speaking of starting hockey, the NHL is starting hockey. <laughs> and as far as uh, just a name right off the bat, Kel, because I was looking at a bunch of stuff today, they are not going to have fans in the games if local restrictions dictate, because otherwise they will be allowing fans in. Mm-hmm. And they are going to do a normal, like the NBA, they're going to travel. So, 
based on that, we have an all-Canadian division and they reconnoitered north-southeast. Um, how, how do we feel going into this? It's kind of hard to... I'll say it like I said before. I'm so... I miss hockey so much. We watch best of clips of stuff every, almost every day. Kelly less than me because I'm still obsessed with hockey. So I'll watch anything. Uh, we were watching, what was a great game we watched the other night where it was, it was three, one. And then all of a sudden it was four, three by the end of the game. It was Notre Dame. Who was it again? Ohio state and Notre Dame. It was a great game. <laughs> That's great game. I was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. And then of course we finished the game. It was hockey, baby. Um, and we'll get to the main, what I'm calling the main event, Paul. That's your job, just to give you a clue on when we're talking about that. Uh, but I, it's real hard for me to be excited about the NHL restarting when they just did the bubble and everything went fine. And what watching the cluster F of the MLB and the NFL and the NBA starting today and just, well, preseason still. In fact, we're playing you. Are you watching? No. Oh, yeah, they're playing the Celtics. That's preseason. Who cares? Yeah. I'm excited. I'd rather watch that than football. Me this year. Um, but it's hard to watch all the other leagues and get excited without thinking this is not going to work mm. as well. And I'm sure they'll power through and they'll get the full 52 or 56 games. But what that what's that gentleman's name? That college kid that Got sick, recovered, passed out at the game, and he's just woke up today and speaking to his parents and doctors. Uh, Devontae Jackson? I say, I think I'm saying his name wrong. I believe so. I think that's right. I think you got it, though. But I, it's, it's like I feel bad that I'm excited, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? I'm excited, but I feel terrible. Yeah. And it makes me a hypocrite because I don't want to – I want to watch hockey, but I don't want to. Don't want to watch people possibly die. Yeah. The game. Yeah. 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 I don't know how you get Paul. I know how Kelly feels. So I'll let her go last, but Paul, you're going into the, it's happening. Whether we like it. Yeah. I mean, I, and this goes along with baseball and football. It's, it's there and I'm glad it's there. But I haven't been able to invest like normal. Hold on. It's Keontae. I've moved the consonants around. Oh, okay. Keontae uh, Johnson. Excuse me. Sorry. Well, I'm glad to hear that he's, he's – they've woken him up. Or I was nervous because he was in a medically induced coma right. just like mm-hmm. yesterday. And then the update today is he's up and he's talking and breathing on his own. And I'm like, oh, my God. Which, why it made me, like, until today, I was like, NHL starting. I'm like, oh, NHL starting. But anyway, I'm sorry, Paul. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm torn. Like you, I'm torn. Um, I, I look at, like, what, what basketball's doing with that schedule, and I don't see any way that's going to work. It's so ambitious. It's three and four games a week. For this to work, you've got to cut your season way down, cut – travel and cut exposure way down and two games a week tops. But, and so what if you do a 30 game season? So are what? they, are they playing um, 
is it a full season? I don't follow the no, NBA. The, at the all. NBA is playing like four games a week every other night. It's crazy. They're doing the abbreviated like hockey, Kel. I don't remember the okay. number of games, but I can't. But it's not 82. No. Are they but doing it's very condensed, yeah. Back to back and. Yeah. yeah. State. Are they yes. doing the kind of like the baseball schedule where it's you go to you, no. You go to no, not at all. You play for no. their oh, see that doesn't. And, and, yeah, no, that's what doesn't make sense too. exactly. Yeah, hockey back to backs. We we all know. I mean, as AHL fans, we all know the the murder that that schedule is on incredibly young elite athletes who have you know some of which have done it for several years, so their bodies are kind of conditioned to it, but. I mean, the wear and tear on those kids in the AHL trying to play three, three of four, it, it's ridiculous. And, let's, and let, you're going to have these old guys <laughs> with pre-existing conditions. And, oh, oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, they're going to need and the you, AHL. And you know how the flu rips through locker rooms on a regular basis in normal times? Yeah. Never mind COVID. Yeah, Dan and I were talking about, remember that mumps outbreak? like two years ago yeah. they interviewed crosby and like uh, it looked like well, quagmire yeah there might be a mumps outbreak gee you think <laughs> his chin's out to here might be a problem <laughs> he looks great it's fine your thoughts kelly to big back off of what paul was saying yeah i i just have i have no interest and i'm so fed up with the the league and i i don't the country care. Well, yeah, but just I, I, I just don't care. I, I'm not invested. I think that's a good word that Paul was talking about. I'm not invested in any of the sports. Um, I'm just, I'm just not that interested. Um, I've, I've been watching um, soccer, um, and you know these are, those are huge teams. They've been playing without fans um, up until last weekend losing millions and millions of dollars now they are making money because they have huge tv contracts but overall they're they're losing money but they're just playing the games um and and just kind of but fans are not not going to be part of it until they can do it safely um they had i think they had two thousand fans at some of the stadiums that i mean and these huge soccer stadiums hold at a minimum usually about 30 to forty thousand people so these are huge uh, stands where they can spread people out. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't, I don't think America is, deserves uh, organized <laughs> sports at this we point. We can't have nice things. We're, we we haven't we haven't earned it in in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I just I just look at this. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There is. It's it's out there now. And it's slowly going to start getting brighter. It is. We And all the scientists said the same thing, that it was going to happen this way. We don't have to be patient. And quite, oh, yeah. frank, and quite frankly, too many people in this country were not goddamn patient enough. And I agree. You don't deserve nice things. I'll watch the DVDs of old games. I'll be okay. This, this – me, 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 I want, want, now, now, now thing uh, is something that is, you're dealing with it while you're affecting people's lives. Not healthy, in mentally or physically, literally. And and I'm not here, I'm not going to be like you, didn't really judge. I've been doing everything I can 
I'm not talking about living in fear and crawling into a corner, but Kelly and I have been doing everything we can to live our lives as normally as possible, but just go without a few things, like going to a hockey game, going to a baseball game, going to functions. I, I, I don't care. You're not big and bad. You're not like the, <laughs> the dude in Jersey. Who is, I'm not going to get on a rant about it, Kelly. The dude in Jersey, the living embodiment of it being an impatient asshole. The guy in Belmar that keeps wanting to open his gym and defying is the same guy who killed a kid with a DUI years ago. He doesn't care about you. He's in it for himself. Stop being so goddamn impatient. The light is at the end of the tunnel. We are literally almost through this. We are, factually. We, September, we could roll out hockey. But right here, as Kelly says, the almighty dollar. And yes, I was fine with the bubble. I was at, I was content with that bubble. It it worked. You we could argue, well, you were fine with the bubble, eh, but it worked. Bubble's different than what they're gonna try. Yeah. So that argument is invalid. Sorry. Well, it also brings up the same question. The bubble required how many thousand tests? Yeah. Well, for, yeah, test that for you know you for guys who were playing the game and, and at, the, at the time and the, yeah on the staff and now you don't think that they're going to jump the line to get this vaccine for these guys Absolutely. oh it's already been it's already been said that of course because sports <laughs> yeah and the nhl had to backtrack and say look we'll we'll purchase it when it's available for purchase hmm. the story at first was just what you said kelly they're going to jump the line they're going to get it and you know vaccinate everybody all the yeah, okay. staffers and everything yeah, yeah. and they said oh no wait a minute when the, when the bad pr came out they're like oh no wait we meant you mean the same bad pr came when it came out the owners were asking for more money from these kids and, and these players and then it got found out and they were like no no no, no we never said that i know you better than you know yourself nhl sorry God, just leave you for a second done okay. done done with this league done it's real hard. I I understand. I can't argue with you're done. You know, I. They did. Um, they did make two arrests on the the Wayne Gretzky break in. This is this breaking news still? I don't think so. <laughs> they they arrested two people related to the memorabilia, and it looks like they recovered everything. Oh, nice. good. Which is which is good. Leave Walter Gretzky alone, you bastards. Yeah, just stop. Leave Leave Walter alone. He's an 83-year-old man, yeah. He's an 83-year-old stroke victim. And I mean that literally. Knock it the hell off. Almost dropped another curse again. Anyway. Who are you, Brian Cooper? Uh, <laughs> man, that was so funny. I was like, hey, this is going... Oh. <laughs> there you go. Queens. <laughs> that is so funny. You can take the man out of Queens. You can't. It was so funny because I think we're going to talk to this nice Toronto gentleman. It's like, oh, I'm from I'm from fucking Queen. Oh. All right, got it. Uh, with that being said, and the league starting up, the one I was most excited about is finally happening. Paul, Kelly, I got a league that you cannot be done with. Okay. 
Um, well, actually, they're done with me this year, unfortunately. But the NWHL announced how they are going to run their season this year. And they're going to follow in the footsteps of uh, the National Women's Soccer League, the WNBA, the uh, National Lacrosse League, and the Premier Lacrosse League. They're going to play their whole season in a two, two-and-a-half-week time period in a bubble. And also with some outside-of-the-box thinking, their bubble is going to be in Lake Class in New York at Herb Brooks Arena. How perfect is that? Interesting. So they're going to have the six teams play a round robin. Yeah, everybody plays everybody once, so that'll give them a five-game regular season. Top four teams make the playoffs. Single-game elimination, so two semifinals and a final, and we have a season. Oh, okay. All in the bubble of Lake Placid. So no, well, no need for a lowly PA announcers, unfortunately. So well, I, get, yeah. I get the season off. <laughs> well, that sounds like that will work for the women's uh, lives outside of hockey. Well, yeah. That, and when you think about it, this is really the only way a league like the NWHL could have done their season because all the players have day jobs. They're teachers, yeah. they're scientists, they're trainers. I mean, they, they're coaches. So they can't isolate for a four-month season. They can't right. take an extended period of time. So two-week season, boom, you can take that time off your job. Most, most of us can do that. And, oh, the good news about – the best news about this is they're paying every player their full salary for the season. Wow. Whether they play or whether they opt out, they're getting paid their whole season. Their whole um, contract is being honored. Nice. So how beautiful is that? I will say an advantage of being a smaller league is that they can here, here's the money we gave you. It's not millions of dollars that the billionaire owners are going to argue over. It's one league. They have the same goal to build the league bigger. And this is circumstances we can't control. Here's your money. We'll, we'll be back next year. (laughs) And I tell you that the sponsors have been lining up for all the teams. Um, You know, for a while there was, there were there are only two privately owned teams in the league right now, but I've been hearing news on the regular about different sponsors lining up with the different teams, and it's been fantastic to see. Well, that's great. great. I hope they support. yeah. I hope they find a TV outlet for it. That would be fantastic. You would think, with the lack of regular sports schedule, that somebody'd be like. Can we, uh, can we broadcast your games? And end of January, um, last, I think it starts like January 20th, 20th, 24th, something like that. So end of January, beginning of February, perfect time. Need yeah. Some, need some programming. That'd and be great. It's, it's good hockey. It's I'd love to watch it. Then. I'd love to watch it. That'd be, that'd be wonderful. I'm what? sure, I know they were using Twitch last year, so that's They still good. will be, so. I was going to say, you, we can, because, I, you know, I got the hookup for Twitch. We'll, we'll watch it like regular TV, but. Yeah, I just I, for the no, league it would be it would be great if they could get it on some kind of some kind of television where pe- more people could see it. You need to grow the audience. I was going to say it, uh, um, that that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it would be nice to see somebody go. Well, you know, well, yeah. this is hockey. Put it on TV. NBC, ESPN, anybody. Look at the ratings that the uh, NWSL did for their bubble. Look at the ratings the WNBA did. There's a market out there. If you put women's sports on TV, people will watch them. Yeah, crazy talk. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's interesting 
to me how a guy won't notice how lat how little coverage a woman's sport get until your friend uh, points it out and tweets every time. That's great. You know, this happened in women's sports today. Did you cover that? Not one article. I'm like, ah, got it. What did LeBron James eat for dinner tonight? ESPN, do you know? Yes. Yeah, they know. They know. <laughs> and there'll be an update <laughs> at 10. Yeah, at 10, he finished his meal. Had a nice BM. Yeah. No, good BM. He's ready to go for the game tomorrow. He's the world champion. Is there anything I missed? Uh, World Junior Championships start up, well, at Christmas. They do? Yeah. Ooh, what a mess. I missed that. And that's yeah. been a mess getting the teams out there. Where Where is it? In, is it Belarus? It's, no, they're going to play it in the Edmonton bubble. What? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Why were teams in Europe then? I th- I think that was the problem. Uh, I think they had to relocate it because okay. because it was. I don't think Belarus was the problem. There were, it was going to be co-hosted by two countries, and one of the countries was the major issue. I'm not sure which one it was, but I think they were just decided that they were going to. Like we're just going to move it up. Embassy. Look, we've got a bubble. Let's let's use that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so it's just going to be a similar setup to what they use for the for the playoffs. And yeah, starts on Christmas Day and runs through January fifth. Well, I know what I'm watching Christmas Day. <laughs> well, I, Seventeen Woman. NBA games. Good point, Kelly. <laughs> Good point. You got me there. Um, I think the only other thing um, which I thought was interesting um, was that Holtby issued an apology. Oh, uh, I saw that for for uh, the the mask design that he unveiled, um, and says that he's going to uh, work with an indigenous artist to create a new de- new design. Which um, I was I was glad to see. Um, I, I don't know if you could make a better apology. No, yeah, he apologized. Yeah, he yeah, literally it, it, said, "I messed up. I learned from this experience, and I'm going to proactively make it right the right way." Yeah, I. That's uh, based on um him, you know, him being in Washington. That that's the kind of person he he is as as far as I know, based on his public persona. So, that was good good to see, um and. Nothing against uh, Dave Gunnarsson, who's the um, Swedish-based artist who did the did the initial design, which, which was was fine. But he's Swedish, um, and and it was uh, a Thunderbird imagery, which of course has ties to uh, Northwest Indigenous population. Um, but I'm thrilled to see anyone besides Dave Gunnarsson do goalie masks, because I am really sick of Gunnarsson's style. He does all the goalie masks pretty much they all look the same uh, they're beautiful i'm not doubting his uh his um artistic intent he he's a great artist but it all looks the same there's a big image there's ghost images um there's tiny it, it, it's all the same kind of template at this point so i I'd, I'd really like to see someone else take a crack at, at a gold goalie mask and that seems like a really good reason to do it 
I'm sorry, I started reading the comments on the uh, Russian Machine page, and I'm just going to close this. <laughs> oh, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Because I was looking at the design. I, I like. I liked it, but I can absolutely see. Oh. Hmm. Hey, did you ask us? <laughs> All right, my bad. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> can you do this for me? Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's, That's pretty much how it went down. Yeah, pretty much. It was uh, no I did, name calling, no nastiness. Oh, uh, I did see a few people on Twitter try to drag it. Well, uh, but, but people were like, "Hey, hey, 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 no, he my bad. You he leave Holt, you leave Holt Beast alone. You, <laughs> he's a good man. You, he, while you were complaining on your computer, he was marching on, in Washington." during pride parades and pride month and pride week and everything LGBTQ and black lives matter. Uh, you shut up. <laughs> Everybody was real quick to be like, no, this doesn't happen. I don't care where he was traded to shut up. What was up with his turtles? They got in. They got in. Yeah. The they got made. the paperwork worked out and, and honey and maple are now Canadian citizens. COVID turtles. COVID turtles. <laughs> honey and maple. Yeah, honey and maple. Where's Holt be from? Uh, uh, Saskatoon. He is Canadian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Western Canadian. Excuse boy. me. I should have known. Uh, I have breaking news. Uh, today it was announced by Oscar Lindblom's girlfriend that 369 nice, days after he learned, Oscar learned he had cancer, his scans after the second checkup are completely clear. Excellent. And for those who don't know, uh, he went through cancer treatment, missed uh, most of last season, played the last game of the playoffs where they were eliminated. And uh, the good news is, is I think Oscar is, you know, back to 100% speed forward, which is good because he's a damn good hockey player and I'm very happy. Plus, he owns adoption, so he's immediately one of my favorites. Now I regret not buying the reverse retro and putting Lynn Blom's name on it because of the wiener dog. Damn it. <laughs> Always something. <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, I, I will say this. Uh, this is the year-end episode. When the smoke clears, and like I said, that light is at the end of the tunnel, and when we're finally out of this tunnel, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to remember the impatient ones, and I would like you to all stay away from me. I have nothing nice to say about you or to you anymore. But for those who were on the journey of trying to just get through with the rest of us, I will be looking forward to all hockey coming back full bloom. Um, also encourage people to realize it's not going to be, you know, from zero to 60 when the vaccine gets put into your arm. Take it one day at a time. And another year or two will be I, – I, I refuse to use the phrase back to normal because of the connotations that I use with that, so I'm going to refrain. But we'll all be meeting up in a couple of years to watch hockey together again. Except for that one dude. I'm going to fight that guy. But <laughs> I had to put a twist on it. Uh, with that being said, if there if there's nothing else – Kelly, you don't have social media, but thank you for staying on this journey with us. This is uh, eight years, I think, mm. of the podcast. <laughs> that was an endorsement. Eh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs>
Paul, where do people follow you? To be fair, we'd be having these conversations even if there wasn't a podcast. I know, but that's why I wanted to make a podcast about it. I'll never forget, I told Dean, we're going to do a hockey podcast. We're going to start our own channel. He goes, why the fuck are you not doing it on our channel? I'm like, all right, sorry. Jesus. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so thanks for, thanks to Dean for telling us to get it going. And uh, we did it for a couple weeks. We were having fun. And you were like, hey, I know this guy. His name's Paul. We should get him on. And then the next week, he was a permanent member. Or next month. It was quick. It was. And now he's heading his own ship called Stadium Journey, and I'm just sitting at the back rowing. Yeah, it was funny the first time I came on. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll have you on for 10, 20 minutes, and I think we were on for two hours. It was, a, it was like an hour 45 or something. And yeah, it's like, yeah, I think that went okay. <laughs> you guys, you want to come do it again? Yeah, sure. Do you want to just stay on the show, Paul? Yeah, all right. <laughs> now I do two podcasts. Uh, but anyway, where can people follow you on Twitter? As long as you're socially distant, you can follow me at PuckmanRI. Follow me on Twitter at DanLaw83. The podcast will be on VOCNation.com. On your smartphone, podcast app, type in VOC Nation Radio Network. You'll find our podcast there with advertisements. I'm glad I'm keeping you up, Paul, during the outros. I appreciate it. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, boy. You're a very tired, man. Uh, if those, those who... Speaking of people taking it patient during the pandemic, Paul has worked every single day in a very crowded medical facility. I'll say it like that. Uh, so uh, he gets a pass on the ons. Anyway, Kelly does not get a pass on the ons. Knock it off. Uh, but yes, uh, twitch.tv slash channel 83. If you're not there already watching me, uh, watch the finished episode, youtube.com slash channel 83. For Kelly and Paul, I'm Dan. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. See you in 2021, albeit from six feet away. Good night. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the wrestling historian with Craig Legon. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, 
Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. 